0: Hey, you're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today.
1: Anyway, I really love Easter though, because it's history's greatest example of extravagant love. I wanna talk about that today, because if America wants to smile again, we have to practice extravagant love.
0: Hey, hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm a downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the most current sermon series happening at Life Church. In this instance, it's the very last of the sermon series Smile Again, talking about loving and extravagantly. And joining me today is my very good friend Tammy Vance. Say hi, Tammy. Hello. It's so nice to have you.
2: I'm excited to be
0: here. I'm excited that you're here. She came on her lunch break. She's an educator, and I'm glad that she gave up some of her day to share with us. I feel like a lot of people probably know your face because. You're beautiful, but maybe <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> a lot of people may not know you as well as I know you. Could you just tell us a little bit about you?
2: Sure, absolutely. Well, you might know me as the sidekick of Scott Vans, my husband, mm-hmm. and we're the owners of Plank Road Pub and Grill in De Pier and Narrow Bridge Brew House in Howard. So um that's I guess our claim to fame in the area. <laughs> yeah. But uh me, I am a stepmom, a grandma, an aunt, a Friend, um, my gig is I am a principal with the Green Bay School District. Yep. I work for um, Jefferson Head Start, and I love it.
0: That's fantastic.
2: yeah, I'm so excited that our kiddos are in school. so
0: yeah, that's great. Hey, so are you from Green Bay originally?
2: I am not. Well, I grew up in Sabisky, so I'm right. a Pulaski girl.
0: I see. Mm-hmm. I see. So you went to Pulaski High? Yep. Go Red Raiders? Go Red Raiders. That's awesome. And then has have, have you always been a Jesus person or is that like a late in life thing or?
2: Yeah. So I grew up Catholic. Gotcha. Did the Catholic thing, CCD. Um, followed all the rules, went to church on Sunday. And then um, my husband was also Catholic. He grew up in the, um, he went to school Catholic and um, we got married and attended church for a bit and then kind of lost our, I don't want to say lost our way, but just um, fell out of the whole Catholic and following the rules and we needed more. um, Didn't really know where to go to find more. And um, some of our friends had been attending Life Church and we had always thought like oh let's give it a try let's give it a try and we yeah. finally gave it a try i think about 3 or 4 years ago it was during pastor's more series that we started yep. and we've never stopped we yeah. we love it we've we've grown so much together on our journey together as a couple and we've met some amazing friends and yeah it's just it's just great
0: yeah, yeah. i love that i love that i feel like you guys are made for life church like i feel like if you don't know like they're super supportive of the stuff that we do like they're super active in making sure that um that people feel loved both like in not just like at the life church level but like on the community level like they you guys are super involved in the community mm-hmm. you're super express love and like this is the perfect message for you guys because I feel like that's always like top of list for you guys well, is how well you. you guys love and thank you. how well you treat the community. Yeah,
2: we, we're supporters of the Rose Home and we're um, proud to do that. And, you know, I feel like whenever there's a a need and someone reaches out from the church for us, we're there to, to help, whether it's provide some pizzas for a meeting or, right. um, you know, I've been a greeter and um, you've yeah. probably seen my face saying good morning and um, wherever we're needed. So yeah. yeah, we just, we love, love the atmosphere here and the vibe and, feels like a second home, so. That's
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the vans are loved. We sure appreciate you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Hey, let's
0: just jump into this conversation. Here's the first sound clip from uh, Pastor Sean.
1: Uh, it feels like we live in a culture that's both desperate for love and confused about love. A culture where too many people are unable to find real love. In the words of Johnny Lee, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. I mean, we're just not finding real love.
0: Now I'd imagine like as part of the school district, this idea of, I don't know, people feeling love, people finding love, people being loved. Like I would imagine like you see all sorts, right? Like I feel like, like when I think about school kids,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like we know our kids, we don't know the city's kids, but I feel like you know the city's kids.
2: Right. So I've been with the school district for 14 years now, I think I counted, 14 or 15. Um, And I've worked with kids from all ages and all areas of the district. Um, My heart is really with our um, kiddos that have a a tougher life. So um, like with our Head Start kids, 98% of our kiddos um, are growing up in poverty. So, um, you know, that whole feeling of being loved and just being that Person for them, not that they're not getting love at home, but when they're coming to school, um, getting that smile from me or a teacher or an adult or another classmate, and um, when we can, being able to give them a hug or you know an air high five and that sort of thing, Um, yeah, I just and those little kids, the ones that I work with, that's that's love is in there. That's what they are, right? That's all they do is love, love, love.
0: Mm Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's great, and you could see where, like, I feel like sometimes in our world there's a vacuum where love should be. And I'm not just talking about kids. I'm mm-hmm. just talking about all of us. There's like this absence of love, like people, you know, like Sean said, they are looking for love in all the wrong places. And so in this absence of authentic love or genuine love or, or selfless love that we, you know, are trying to feel loved the best that we can. And when we self-medicate that way, <laughs> when we try to solve our own love problem, like, I don't think we ever get it right. right. Like we're try to find fulfillment or something in, in quick fixes or yeah. in easy answers. And like, that's a, it's a tough place to be. And it just, it feels like when I look at the world mm-hmm. the other day, I was, um, I was in uh, Seattle. Uh, I had to do uh, some podcast work out there and my friend, Rabbi Matt was showing me around town. And so I was following him in his car and I was in another car and we were at a stoplight and there was a car at the stoplight that could have turned left but he didn't. And so the guy that was right behind him gets out of his car, like out of no his way. car, right? Standing oh in his doorway, <laughs> swearing and cursing no. at the guy in front. of him. like, what the H is your beep and beep, 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 uh-huh. right? And I'm like, oh my oh, gosh. No. Like I wanted to hug that guy. Right. And so like, I, I just feel like that's like, I mean, I, I know you don't see that just driving down the streets of everywhere, <laughs> but like, I just feel like that's like indicative of our world. Like yeah. we're just, we're mad about everything. Mm-hmm. And if like I could just feel loved for a second, and this place is love, right now, yeah, right? it really like We're is. trying
2: to get out of these tough times, and um, you know, I, I think about what pa- Pastor Sean talks about with your top five, right? Like yeah. Jesus, number one, number two is yourself. So, um, loving yourself and really finding that thing about you that you just find amazing. Right. And when you really, um, have that confidence in yourself and you're loving yourself, I feel then that's when you can start spreading that love to others. And, you know, seeing that person that, you know, driving you crazy when they're, when you're at a stoplight or you're trying to turn and just thinking, God, I wonder what's going on in their life right now. And taking a deep breath and maybe it is just a smile or a wave or, you know, what, I'm going to let that one go. So yeah. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of time and patience it and, does. you know, you really got to start with yourself.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know how I would find, like, cause that's my natural inclination mm-hmm. to like not feel loved enough. And so I'm going to self-medicate with right. love and I'm going to find it. And then, uh, but I was that guy, like I was a guy that would, you know, like flip people off yeah. or, you know, scream yeah. my feelings. Right. Because I didn't that's the only space I had in me was like that kind of anger. And I, I don't know how people fill themselves up if it's not with Jesusness, mm-hmm. if it's not with the love of Jesus. Right? You know that what I mean?
2: That emptiness. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, and not just like feeling, because like, sometimes that can be hard like this. Oh, I feel the love of Jesus. Right. So it feels very churchy. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, because I feel like, I feel like God expresses his love to me through other people. Sure. And so like, that's how I feel love. And I wouldn't know those people or I wouldn't be able to recognize those thoughts or those actions or those words for what they were. If I didn't know Jesus Mm -hmm. and like, I just don't know how people do it without him.
2: Yeah. I really feel like um, in my Jesus journey has really changed the people that I surround myself with. Yeah. And um, I've really found that core group that I just love. Like, I'm 44 years old and I feel like I finally have my people, right? Like I finally have that group of friends that, wow, we just know a lot about each other and we continue to grow together Right, um, personally, professionally, and and in our faith. And and it's not uncomfortable to have those conversations. I mean, um, yesterday I was even talking with my husband and asking him questions. I feel like he's more versed in the Bible than Mm -hmm. I am and um, feel silly. Like I can't just sit here and spout verses from the Bible, so you're not going to hear any of that from me today. Um, (laughs) But just asking him questions and feeling vulnerable to, it's okay that I don't know. I want someone to just teach me. Like, I want to know more,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. Good job.
1: Love. We have to get away from this skewed thought that love is something that should be sown or shared sparingly or conditionally. I mean, far too many of us treat love like it's a non-renewable commodity. But guys, you can't run out of love. Don't hoard it, don't hold it back, give it away. Love with an extravagant love. By definition, extravagant means absurd. It means to lack restraint in spending or using your resources. I mean, can you imagine living and loving like that without Restraint, it also means exceeding what's reasonable. I mean, come on, man. The Apostle Paul describes God like that. The book of Ephesians says, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think.
0: Yeah, I love that. I was, uh, I'm always challenged by Sean. Like I always feel like I wanna know what he's talking about. And so, cause he's kind of a word nerd, yeah. Sean. He always gives us root words. and right. And, and entomological, etymological, <laughs> I don't know, whatever that word is.
2: The absurd love. Right. That was so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: so I was like, so if, if there's extravagant, which means <laughs> extravagant, right? Like extracurricular, yeah. Yeah. means yeah. above a just a normal yeah, curriculum. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but I never heard the word uh, extravagant. I've never heard the word vagant, right? Uh-huh. Like, anyway. So I looked that up. And vagant is not a word. No. But it okay. is the same root word as vagrant. Right. And so and vagrant means like um like a wanderer. Like a like a like a just there's no um there's no confines mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. right? Like, are you sure. just like, I've got no path to go. I've got, I'm just, just going to, I'm just a wanderer. Mm-hmm. And so that means like an extra wanderer. Like, like I'm going to wander everywhere. Yeah. And I, so that actually filled out this idea of extravagant love. Like my, this love makes no sense at all. Uh-huh. Like, sure. right. So it's not just right. abundant, mm-hmm. but it's like, it doesn't even make any sense, you know? And so uh, last night at uh, Church Downtown, we were talking about this and I was talking about how I felt like we're always reluctant to show love. Like we feel like I'm going to look weak if I show love, right. or I'm going to feel stupid if I show love. Mm-hmm. How are they going to react to my love if I show it? And I'm not talking about like love, love, like French kissing people right, something. Right. Like I'm yeah. just talking about like you being care kind, about them, and, right? right kind. Yes, yeah. And so, and I don't know if it's because I'm old and so I don't care what people think anymore, but it's not. That's not an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I don't care what people think. And so, just on Friday night, I was telling the story about how um, we really like Highland Howies in Green Bay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. No, that's
2: okay. I know you frequent our place too. So I've seen you once in a while. We,
0: okay.
2: You we can do. have it, the past. It, it no, Highland Howies is great.
0: So like, cause they're, they're, it's like really thick perch. It's <laughs> like uh-huh, a steak yeah, of perch.
2: Absolutely. You bet.
0: Anyway. And, and it's potato, near our house. Right? right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I like food. Right. So <laughs> we ordered some Highland Howies from there and it turned out that it was going to be like an hour and 15 minute wait. Mm-hmm. So I waited the hour and 15 minutes. I drove out there.
2: You didn't get mad, right? You kept loving your heart. Right. Yeah. And so I'm standing
0: there and it's not ready. And it's like 10 minutes, oh. 20 minutes, a half hour that I'm waiting, right? Yeah. Old Scott, the one that would uh-huh. flip people off, would have been like steamed, right? Like make right. it a big thing, yeah. like a lot of mm-hmm. breathes out, like <sighs> oh <out> my nose, <sighs> <laughs> right? you know, or like yeah. I'd just be, I'd be Can't a dick. you see I'm here? Where's yeah. my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, but like- this extravagant love thing. So this is even before I heard Sean's message. Like I, I acknowledge the fact that these servers are running their butts right? off trying to clear yes. tables so there's less people standing, so more work can get done. So I'm like, why would I just stand here? Why would I not start busting tables for them? Like why would oh I my not gosh, just? Did you not? Right, of course. Oh wow. And so like That's I'm grabbing awesome. you know napkins and oh so they can God. just spray them down. Like it's uh-huh. so like why would I not do that? Like yeah. what kind of jerk would just stand here? Not only steamed, but then like at least not help oh in my some gosh. way.
2: So kind of you. Right. Oh my and gosh. And so like and again I'm not saying. What? So that. Like,
0: you don't think I'm awesome, no. but I'm just saying because, like, I feel like it's th- that kind of extravagant love that I want to show. I want right? people to feel like, and there was a, and then one of the That's wait so staff was cool. like, Oh, you are such a sweetheart for doing mm-hmm. that. And so, like, she probably got done with her shift and went home as it was exhausting. But there's this one dude, right? That was totally busting tables for us, right? Yeah. And so, like, if I can inspire her in that love, because it's sure. not my love to hold on to, it's my love to share, right? Right. And so, like, I need to be that way, I need to be like extravagantly and senselessly loving.
2: Oh, that is so cool.
0: You know? And so like And just
2: look, think of the impact you had on all the other people that were there, right? right? The yep. guests and the other right. staff there seeing like, yeah. Oh my god, this guy we don't even know is just gonna start bussing tables. Right. Or maybe someone's standing so in line cool. and they're mad, right? And they're gonna right? all
0: steam then like, oh well, that guy's ahead of me. He's been here longer and he's yeah. helping them so like maybe I shouldn't be so mad. huh And again, not that I want people to be like me because I've got a lot of problems. But like <laughs> no, I definitely want good. people to like <laughs> that's so you know, no mm-hmm. love and just Absolutely. to be love.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? And so we were talking about that a little bit even more last night because Sometimes I wonder, in the, in the book of John, um, Jesus is saying like, they'll know that you're my people, that you're my pocket, mm-hmm. you're my tribe or whatever, by the way that you love. And so when I match that against how Jesus felt about like the religious hardliners at the time, and he's like, why can't you guys just love more? Why do you have to be so concerned about how other people are fulfilling or not fulfilling the law? Yeah. Like, can't you just, If you would just love God and love people, you good. would fulfill the mm-hmm. commandment. And so it occurred to me like I'm gonna attract a lot more people to Jesus and his gospel um by love, extravagant love than mm-hmm. I would ever by saying, Look at how I follow these religious rules right. that I've been given. Yeah. Right. But some of we feel like it's all about us and like I need to make sure I'm checking all these boxes so I get to heaven. And Jesus said that's never the thing. You're okay. never there's not enough boxes for you to check to get okay. into heaven. So like all you can do is love extravagantly. Absolutely you'll know my followers by the way that you love. Right. It's like, why would we not just sit in that? Right. You know, all that other stuff will take care of itself. I mean, like I shouldn't be out like thieving or coveting or I I don't know, all the other bad things. Like I shouldn't be doing that, but I wouldn't have time to do that if I was just extravagantly loving everybody. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I brought my brother to church yesterday for the first time. Yeah. You got to meet him. So, um, his first time at Life Church and he's going through a season right now and, um, it was just, I think it was a great message for him to hear. Mm. Just extravagant love and that, you know, it's out there. There are yeah. people out there. There are good people. And I mean, he talked about church the rest of the day. Like we were talking no about the message and he had so many questions and,
1: that's great. Um,
2: you know, it's okay to break the rules of the Catholic, you know what yep, I mean? Like, yep, cause yeah. rule followers and that's what we grew right. up with. But just, it was just so cool. Like, yeah. I'm so excited for him to continue on and see where his journey goes, but um, I think that's cool, then too. Like with their friends and stuff, when you start giving that love, yeah, and then you can you feel it back too. That's it. So yeah. so cool.
0: Yeah, nothing <laughs> feels better than that to me than giving that away. You know. Yeah. Yeah, really good.
1: She received his love and released hers. She just received her brother's life, and now she was releasing Jesus's life. A few days before, her brother would have emerged from the ground smelling like death, but because of this extravagant gift, a few days from then, Jesus would emerge from the ground smelling like this extravagant love. And the gift was criticized because of its extravagance because it wasn't recognized for its significance. Mm.
0: Sean here is telling the story about how just before uh, Passover week, Holy Week, Jesus was hanging out with his friends Mary and Margaret Mm -hmm. and Lazarus at their place out in Bethany, which wasn't that far from Jerusalem. Like I think like a half day's walk or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so um, he was having dinner with them, and then he's talking about how Lazarus was hanging out in the living room with Jesus. Margaret was getting you know the meal ready, and 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 Mary was putting um, ointment. Mm-hmm. Like a like an essential oil on Jesus' feet, washing Jesus' yeah. feet with an essential oil that was really expensive mm-hmm. and really fancy. And Sean tells us, in fact, a, a, an essential oil that was often saved uh, for burial. And so I think we get confused. I get confused. You talk about knowing the Bible or not knowing the Bible. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like, how many women with alabaster bottles of perfume right? were there? Because right. I feel like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like it wasn't long ago we heard about another woman who was like an adulteress that that washed Jesus's feet at the Pharisee's house and dried it with mm-hmm. her hair and her mm-hmm. tears and everything sure. else? Yep. And then that's a different story because that's not our friend Mary. Mm-hmm. That's not Margaret and Mary and Lazarus. No. Like I feel like because I don't think that Mary was a was a, a an adulterer, right? <laughs> right. And then some people right. think that right. Mary, it was a Mary Magdalene story. It was Mary Magdalene with the jar of whatever that thing was. I forgot what the nard,
2: mm-hmm. the yeah. fancy perfume, right?
0: And, and I don't think that was Mary Magdalene. And I don't think Mary Magdalene was an adulterer no, either. Like I, don't I, f- think so. I think she was no. just like this really powerful chick from, you know, Magdalena, right? And yeah. so, like anyway, we get these things confused. And but try not to get lost in all that when we get to the point where Mary Jesus is one of his best friends, right? Like like best friends. You know, she was the one that was like felt like something was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so she needed to show him this extravagant right. love that didn't make any sense. And so, because he, she knew that he, it would carry with him. It would follow him. And so, like, like it just goes back to this thing. Like, people will carry that love. Like, with last segment, we just talked about how, you know, maybe that waitress went home, right? right? And right. maybe she just, like, was energized a little bit. I'm sure she was exhausted. Like, yeah, working yeah, at a place absolutely. like that on a Friday night is horrible.
2: Right? No I'm kidding.
0: Right. <laughs> Not you know? that I would know, right. but yeah, no, yeah. I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> you know, and so, like...
0: But even if that was just like her one bright spot and then right. maybe she was just sweeter to her husband or her boyfriend, or maybe she was like extra sweet to her kid the next day because there was like a little bit of a, a kick in her step. Right.
2: Absolutely. And yeah. So
0: that's the kind of thing that like sticks, like it's sticky, mm-hmm. extravagant love. Not in a bad way. Cause sometimes we say we're, it's like a sticky, like it's not good, <laughs> but I mean like it's sticky in that it, it, like we carry it. It stays with yeah. us for a while. Oh, good. And like,
2: and I'll I, think if that that server goes to another restaurant and does the same thing, like right. a pay it forward, right? right. Yep. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna let me help you out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. And what would I ever pay forward if I was just trying to check religious rule boxes? Or what right. would I ever it, it, that? And or like, what would I what what would I pay forward if I were a dink about it?
2: Exactly. Like, do you yeah. know how
0: long I've been waiting here? you told me 615, it is now 650, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would I have ever gained? Like, did I think I would get, I don't know, money off somehow? <laughs> Your food or like, faster? Yeah, like, yeah. no, like, no. they're no. they're doing the best that they can. Like, Absolutely. no one's like trying to cheat you out of everything, but we just feel like we're being cheated all the time. Yeah. Like we're entitled to something that we're not getting. And so it's so, it becomes, I, again, maybe because I'm old, but I feel like <laughs> we've gotten to this place in our culture where we're so, we're so quick to point out yes. what we feel like we've been entitled to and how we're being shortchanged. Like you owe me this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like Jesus tells me that I'm not owed anything. No. You know? And so there's, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, a downside, but there's freedom in that. I feel like there's liberty in knowing that I'm not entitled to anything. And that when I, when I, when I, when I, lay down my life, like not like in a death way, but just like say, I'm going to put my needs aside, mm-hmm. pick up the cross and follow him. Again, that sounds super churchy. It feels like it's no. part of some, you know, <laughs> stations of the cross thing or right. something. But it, but I think if you just go to the root of that, just say, hey, I got to set aside what I think I'm entitled to, pick up what he wants me to do. Absolutely. And if all he tells me to do is love and love and go, that's not that bad. Mm-mm. And I see what it does for people. I feel much better about myself having bus tables than I would have if I if I given this person an earful.
2: Right. I know, you know? Um, there'll be times, too, like, you have a bad day. Everyone has a bad day, right? Yep. It, yep. it just happens. Um, or something doesn't go right. And I'll be talking to my husband about it, and the first thing he'll be like, well, did you pray before that? Or did mm-hmm. you pray in the morning or yeah. today? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I know that's not the be-all, end-all, but I didn't pray today. Maybe if yeah. I'd have started my day or... Before that event, a little bit differently, yeah, it had a different outcome,
0: right? Or Some, I'd
2: have uh, looked at it differently yeah, too, right? Yeah.
0: Sometimes I think about that, and I think that there's, you know, there's people that don't, that aren't Jesus people, but that meditate or take yeah, time for themselves, right? like a quiet yeah. time before mm-hmm. they start their day. I feel like it's the same thing. Just God just told us to do it. Yep. You know what I mean? He knew the 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 benefits of meditation. He knew the mm-hmm. benefits of quiet. He knew the benefits of getting away. He knew the, like he knew all that stuff. And so some of us do it because we're Jesus people. Other yeah. people do it because they find out that it works. Right, it's self-reflection so, really, right. right? You know, yeah. and so like how much better is our day if we just take a second for ourselves and figure out this is what the day is going to look like. Right. Here's what Absolutely. I can anticipate out mm-hmm. of it. Here's where things could go south or here's, you know, what I'm looking forward to, yep. you know? And so like all those things that I feel like are biblical And so if we know Jesus, we know why we do, we know why we Mm -hmm. take a second to pray. And I feel like I might be out on a limb here.
2: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, where are you going?
0: I feel like nothing supernatural happens when I pray about that kind of thing. Uh I feel like the supernatural is always happening. I'm just calling my attention to it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to focus on it. You're focused on it. Uh-huh. Oh, I love
2: that. Yeah. And
0: so like, I mean, I could have this all wrong. I'm sure someone mm-hmm. could, uh, uh, you can email me it's at God at likechurchgreenbay.com. Let me know how I got that wrong. But I just, I wonder if that's not a piece of it. I wonder if, if, if a piece of prayer, you know, really is just foc- Is like um, helping me focus on God and what he wants. Right. Or why I want what I want. Cause I'm not going to ask God for stupid stuff. Right, right. You know, not like when you're little and you're like, I just want a pony, God. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bring me so, a puppy. <laughs> they're full of love. <laughs> but like as an adult,
0: I feel like I'm more careful about what I'm asking him for, yeah. but then I'm deliberate. I'm intentional about it. And I feel like that's where the something magic happens when I'm deliberate or, you know, focusing on that. Absolutely. That's when supernatural things, like yeah. they're just happening anyway.
2: And then when they happen, it's just... Cool to see that attention yes. and like to be able to point to him, right? right. Like he did that. Yep. Yeah, yes. he made that
0: happen. And other people. So cool. Yeah, who don't know Jesus might just call that a coincidence. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. But like mm-hmm. we learned in, in Alpha, right? Like I just find like coincidence that coincidences happen a lot right. more when I'm praying.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not all about luck.
0: No. 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 It's all about him. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Real men make their own luck. Billy <laughs> Zane, Titanic. That's actually <laughs> from Dwight from the office. I oh just my gosh. Wanted to, wanted to get that in real quick. I love that. <laughs>
1: And I can't help but think that the overwhelming aroma of that extravagant love went with Jesus when he left the house. It had absorbed into his pores and was captured in his hair and in his beard. It had spread from his feet, to his hands, to his face, to his neck, to anywhere and anyone he touched between that moment and the cross. I mean, I'm sure he didn't have the opportunity to bathe between that moment and the whipping, the scourging, the Via Della Rosa or the cross. I, I wonder, I wonder if Judas and the soldiers, they, they smelled it when they seized him in the garden. If, if the aroma filled the room as he stood trial before the high priest, then Herod, then Pilate. I wonder if the guards who punched and slapped and pulled his beard from his face later smelled their hands and unknowingly took in the smell of Mary's extravagant love.
0: The other thing that I tried to look up is like I want to know what nard smells like. Yeah. Speaking of the office, whenever I say Nard, I also think of Andy Bernard and how he'd call himself the Nard dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, so that every time I say Nard, I feel like that.
2: You're going to break out and dance, too. I'm totally going to. Okay,
0: right. Good. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> in my head, I feel like Nard smells like patchouli because if, if like, once you have patchouli in your nose, oh, it's Oh, you never. Yeah, yeah. It's That's there. a smell. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so oh God, I really like patchouli, like the smell, which I feel like I shouldn't. Like, I'm 54 and. I don't know. Okay. I shouldn't. like Because I feel like patchouli is mostly for people that smoke weed because yeah, it's really right? good. It's, it's coming. But, yeah. Very anyway, distinct
2: smell. But I love it. I like, don't like it, but good. I'm glad you do.
0: Like there's a soap <laughs> that you can get at Lush that smells like patchouli. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh,
2: okay. And I'll I wash my that.
0: I'll wash my beard with it. <laughs> And like, it's super luxurious in my beard. Does Kate love it too? I don't know. Okay. So Kate's my wife. Kate and Tammy are friends. You'll have to ask her.
2: I'm going to I'd be curious to know what she says. As soon as we're done, I'm going to call her on my way back to work and be like, you love love the smell of patchouli. (laughs)
0: Uh (laughs) She might say no. That might explain Uh a lot of things. I'm just kidding. So, but like, like, I wash my beard with it, but then it's like. It's on me all day. Yeah. So when Sean was talking about how the smell of it would get into his beard, and did he carry that the whole time? Right. You know. And so this isn't about the smell of Nard, and this isn't about patchouli, and it's not about like. I mean, would the smell have really lasted? What it's what, he's, what Sean's really pointing out here is the long-lasting effects of an extravagant love. Right. And you know, it. He talks about how Judas was mad at Mary. Uh, for just wasting that, that they could have Mm -hmm. sold it and Mm -hmm. used it to, you know, feed poor people or something. But like, I wanted to just talk a little bit about like, what does extravagant love really cost us? Because like, again, I'm like, if I think about the busing tables thing, Mm -hmm. I was standing there anyway. Right. Like it didn't cost me a thing to grab some glasses, right? Mm -hmm. Some dirty napkins, right? And put them in a bus bin. They didn't cost me anything. Right. To make that one chick or those or that whole staff
2: Absolutely. feel
0: like they were loved. And so like there's another lady that was there. She was one of the guests and um, it looked like she was on a date. It looked like it was kind uh, of like I'm making all were you these. You
2: to like jump in and well, <laughs> help her out a little bit?
0: <laughs> so I feel like I make a lot of deductions when I watch people. Like I'm a people watcher. And so I wrote this little story that was kind of early on in their relationships because uh-huh, uh-huh. neither was wearing a ring. Okay. And so, um, and she, uh, had this like super cute pixie cup. Yeah. Pixie cut. Not a pixie cup. I don't even no, know what a pixie cup either. is. It's like a Dixie cup. cup. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway. She had a cute little haircut. She did have a cute little haircut. She had this like, this red lipstick that was amazing. Oh, it was nice. amazing color for her. Yeah. And then she had just like had this sweater thing on and some jeans and then like black uh like suede pumps, Uh huh. you know? Yeah. And so I waited. Stylish. I, I don't
2: like to see her. I know. Yeah. And so nice. I waited until I
0: got my food because I wanted to like be able to walk out yep. as soon as I said something. But then I said, hey, bro, and I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but girl, that haircut and that lip color and those shoes, man, uh-huh. that is all on point, that. right? And yeah. then I walked out. Right? I love that you saw
2: her shoes. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Yeah. I look at everyone's shoes. Yeah, me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like I like shoes. Yeah. Not like me in a too. creepy
0: no. uh, way. Just like, I, like I mean, I mean, I look forward to
2: that on Sunday. Do you do that? Look yeah. at Pastor Sean oh, yeah. to see what shoes yes, he has on? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, okay, but sorry. anyway, my point was, <laughs> is that that also didn't cost me anything. No? It didn't cost me to say something sweet to the girl. I also felt like, maybe that made it okay for that guy to say something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, again, this extravagant love doesn't mean that it's extravagantly priced. And in fact, costs us nothing, it might cost us our pride. It might right. be, make us feel uncomfortable. You know, like, I don't feel like when we extravagantly love it, it always has to be like extravagant money. Right. You know, yeah. it can okay. just be a gesture.
2: Yeah, you know, a thank like you, for, a yep. smile, Yes. right? It all just comes from being kind. Yeah. Don't you think that's where it all-
0: I do, I just, totally 100% At the end of the do. day,
2: just be kind, and I don't right? Know, I
0: don't know if it was like the 80s when like the <laughs> me decade or right? the me generation yeah. where everyone yeah. just kept focusing on themselves and something, and that's where we got lost. Mm-hmm. But like people just don't care about other people. They no. don't they don't think about what they might need. They have no empathy for what right. they might be going through. Yeah. Like your problems have nothing to do with me. I've got my own things. I'm right. not gonna worry about you and your thing. I'm not gonna open a door for you. I'm not gonna pick this up for you if you drop it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything for you. Like I don't mm-hmm. owe you jack, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm just right. gonna take yeah. care of me. Yeah. And like I don't know when that happened. It feels like it wasn't always that way in my uh-huh. life. But like, I don't know, like I wanna get back to that. Yeah. I want to get back to giving a crap about other people.
2: Right. I know that's a piece too with me, with my journey that I'm working on. Like I'm a, I love my people, but I love my me time as well. And I, and I need that. And um, just now like starting to realize when people are reaching out, like, Hey, let's get together or go do this. And it's not about me. Like, I don't want to, I'm just going to stay home. It's, they might need to see me that day or they might need to be around friends or someone's going through something that they're reaching out and like, Hey, let's get together and you know, to give that. I love that. To give that hour or two hours. Damn, because then, that's the thing. Yeah.
0: Because then you're stealing it. If you just sat home, if you've right. been given this gift- Then I oh,
2: miss out too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I've been working on that myself too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just giving that time and to others.
0: Yeah. That's really good.
1: I wonder if Mary ever could have imagined that that one act of extravagant love at a gathering of friends over a meal would be released so far- and leave a remnant for so many to receive. It makes me wonder, what about you? What are you releasing? Is the the remnant of your interaction with Jesus reverberating throughout the lives of everyone who encounters you, who interacts with you? I hope it is. I certainly hope that's true of me.
0: Yeah. I do a number of things like you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I do a yeah, number of things. You do. <clears throat> and so I've got my own business. I'm a photographer. Yep.
2: Very and good one if no one knows. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, but I th- when I think about what I want to be known for, that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known as like, oh my gosh, that's Scott Eastman. He's the most joyful, loving, kind person you're ever going to meet. Right. Right. Like I want, yes. I want that to be my reputation. I want that to be what kids, people say to my kids. Yeah. You know? Right. Oh my gosh, I knew your dad. He was so loving. He was so kind. He was so blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Like, like I, it's important to me that I do good at my job and I, I hope that I'm a good photographer. But like, that wouldn't mean nearly as much to me if someone said to Abe, hey, your dad was a really good photographer, as it would be that that, if someone said to Abe, one time your dad sent something to me and it changed how I saw everything right. right like I felt loved for the first time in 10 years or whatever it is So good, mm-hmm. you know like yeah. I need that to be my legacy more than anything else
2: right it's not about money or what you leave them behind right no, it's all no. about the person
0: yeah for yeah. real
2: yeah
0: you know and like so when I think about this reverberating encounter there the reverberations of our encounter with Jesus like I didn't have that before I had Jesus and actually if I'm honest with you I've been in church my whole life and I didn't know Jesus like I know Jesus and and until the last five or six years of my life, yeah, I knew who Jesus was, right. I knew the religion of Jesus. I had no idea what the love of Jesus looked like or right. how I applied the love of Jesus. That just seemed like a, I don't know, like a extra option on the car that I didn't really need. I needed to make sure that I kept my nose clean yep. and I stayed straight so I could right. get to heaven. That exactly. was that was the that was the that was the arrangement. That was the, you know, agreement with God. You know, like, you know, and like, oh my gosh, it's not the because it turns out. Like we talked about, like there's nothing I can do. There's no amount Mm of rules that I can keep that will earn my way into heaven. Right. And I'm never going to be able to do it anyway. I might be able to say that I do it, but I mean, there's other things that I do, right? I think a mean thought or think a lustful thought or I, I mean, there's going to be things that I do. Yeah. We're not perfect. Nope. Not at all. And never going to be. Mm -mm. And so that's why Jesus was so big on this idea of love. Like I know you can love though. Like, you're never going to be able to keep your nose clean, friends, Uh but I know for sure you can love. Absolutely. So just focus on that. Yep. And so, like, the reverberations for me, like, even I think about, there was one time we talked about Kate a little bit, and there was a time a number of years ago, before these five or six years, Mm -hmm. where she was like, I don't understand why everyone else gets bright, shiny, sparkly Scott, and I don't get bright, shiny, sparkly Scott. Why don't I get that? And so mm-hmm. I went through a bunch of stuff in my head. Like, well, maybe if you, how come you don't? Right? Why yeah. rah? rah, 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 rah? you'd be more like this, yeah, than right, I would yeah. be shiny Scott at right, home yeah. too, maybe right? Maybe if you yeah.
2: cheered for exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. Get your pom-poms out and cheer for me. Say like, good job, Scott.
0: <laughs> and then I've come to realize that, that how I love Kate's got nothing to do with how she loves me. That, in fact, I should love her this extravagant way, mm-hmm. plus some, right? And like in a way that like it's not dependent on her. It's not like, it's not a, it's not a tit for tat thing. It's not a, you know, this for that thing. It's like, I'm told to love her. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so that's right. Whether she loves me right or loves me the way I want or what, how I feel like when I'm entitled to be loved, that doesn't matter
2: Mm -hmm. at all. And sometimes it's easy for us to be ugly towards those that we love the most. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're the
2: ones that we should be giving our extravagant love to, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I want it to be stupid for Kate. I want Kate to be embarrassed by how much I love her. (laughs) You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, like, I need her to feel that, you know? I mean, if I ever got to the point where she's she might like, be, she, I'll like, ask her that too. Yeah, please okay, do. I will. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think she listens to the podcast. No,
2: that's why I've got to ask her. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe you could do that. Oh, oh what if not- she listens <laughs> to this one because you're on it? <laughs> she
2: might. Oh, my God. Yeah. She oh, doesn't listen when I'm on it. But <laughs> we're both caught now. <laughs> I love you too, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: so funny. I love that. Anyway, that's it. We're done. We're done. You did such a good job.
2: Thank you. Yeah, we went that through all fun. five. Oh my things. gosh! Yeah, I could was keep really talking. fast. I'm I, ready you to go have. now. That's yeah.
0: good. Oh, now you're just warmed up. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Maybe you should come back again. We'll do a part two. That
2: sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. I'd like that. I want to come back.
0: Yeah, you were fantastic. Thank you. Hey, listen, I mean it though. Thanks for all that you do for our school kids. Thanks thank for all you. you do in my community because I know that I've leaned on you guys to mm-hmm. help me help the community, and you always step up. And so, like, thank you. You guys are a gift. Thank the you. Green Bay and it is it, really fantastic. So this is for our that. home and our community too. So yeah, we're I so
2: happy to be able to give back.
0: Right. Well, I love that you're here.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, Hey, speaking of love and extravagant, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you loved this podcast. If you did, we'd love it. If you shared it with a friend that you feel like might be able to benefit from these words or a different way to look at love and Jesus and extravagant love and how it can all just be different. You can always share it on social media. Um, we'd also love it if you would rate or review this podcast in any one of your favorite podcast platforms. There's a bunch of podcasts that we're doing, you guys. If you just if you just know Chew On That, know that there's a, several other podcasts that are worth listening to, including the whole podcast with Pastor Becky and I, where we talk about just how life can be difficult and hard and that there's ways that we can get through our problems. And so know that it's, it's a great podcast to listen to, as well as, uh, I don't know, at home with the Hennessy's and cheery conversations, a pastor and a rabbi walk into a bar. There's like a thousand different things that you could listen to. So if you're looking for a way to be encouraged, uh, to find a way to be more loving, you can find it on any one of our podcasts and we'd love for you to join that family. So uh, my name is Scott, this is my friend Tammy Van. Thanks for joining us today. And Thank we'll you. talk to you again next time.